Hey, She Slays listeners. Before we get into the episode, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, the Focus Academy. So you know chiropractic can help kids, but you lack confidence in your knowledge or communication skills to educate parents in your community. I've got a solution for you. The Focus Academy gives you the training and education to understand the why behind those wins and challenges you're seeing in clinic. They teach you how to perform a full brain-based exam, how to go beyond just the subluxation, but stay principled in your chiropractic approach and address and understand the consequences on brain development. They take a two-pronged approach. First, clinical solutions taught in a way that gives you full access to a deeper and more comprehensive understanding and breaks those techniques and approaches down into digestible and practical steps. Second, right now strategies you can employ wherever you are in your training. You'll learn how to seamlessly ask and answer the big questions in your clinical exams and re-exams and have it actually inform the whole child approach and care planning in a way your patients will understand. And since you're a She Slays listener, you'll get free access to the Focus Academy's Kickstart program. Just click the link in the show notes to get started on your journey to improving your practice. Hey, She Slayers, and welcome to another episode of She Slays Today podcast. I am your host, Dr. Lauren Brunslick, and we've got a guest on today. I know, I know you were like, gosh, I really just love Lauren's solos when she goes on so many tangents and random stories and has nobody to talk to and is clearly lonely and has ADHD. Today's not that day. I have a friend to talk to and go off on tangents with. Um, uh, so today... We have Dr. Casey on, um, and she's going to talk to us about mobility and recovery programs and rehab, all the things that I am terrible at, um, but you'll realize that in my conversation with her. But before we dig into that, I want to have a conversation about generosity. And you're like, that's a weird, it's a weird one, Lauren. Okay, so earlier this week, well, actually it was last week. It was the week before. It was recent, okay? The, the day doesn't matter. Calm down. Um, one of my patients brought in Starbucks for our team. Now, she did it because we don't have a Starbucks, um, and she's coming from far away where there is a Starbucks, and um, she was, like, apologizing because she, like, missed her appointment the week before, which is so funny of, like, I'm so sorry. I, you know, anyways, so sweet. Now, there were one, two, three, four, five of us working that day. Okay, five of us. She brought, so she didn't bring just Starbucks for me. She brought Starbucks for all five of us. Now, as if that wasn't generous enough, she made them largest. Like she made all of the drinks largest. And after she left, I was laughing with my CA about like, cause my CA was like, she is so generous. I would never bring, like I would never bring my dentist and all of their employees coffee. She's like, I would never think to do that. And I was like, I know. And then to like really be generous and make them largest. Like it just kind of like doubled down like my brain, bare minimum. If I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something real generous. God is going to see me being awesome and I'm going to get so many heaven points. I'm going to bring, I'm going to bring Starbucks up. I'd be like, all right, well maybe just for the docs working, y'all. She's got like six CAs. I'm not going to cover all of them. Okay, let's just say that I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring it for everyone. I would order mediums. Like there's no way in hell that my brain would be so above and beyond generous to be like, no, largest. I don't know. So this is my goal. This is one of my goals um, is to be a little less stingy um, and a little more like above and beyond generous. Like, no, I know you could have just done this, but you went to the next level. But I don't know. I feel like I'm coming from... I don't want to say I'm stingy because I am not related to Enneagram 5 in any way. Um, for those that don't know, Enneagram 5, sorry, you tend to be stingy. That's kind of like one of your traits. Um, but we all have our issues. Okay, vanity over here. Hello. Okay. Um, so I'm not connected to a 5 in any way, but I, I guess everyone can be stingy. Um, not just the 5s of the world. 
But what a better world we would have if only one of the nine Enneagram types were stingy. But anyway, so I'm not stingy, but I will say that like when it comes to being generous, I'm actually not that good at it. Um, Kirby is the one who has to like remind me to just be like overly generous with our team and things like that. And like just overly generous. Um, yeah. So I don't know. It's not something that I've actually really investigated much of mine. Um, I've done a lot of self-help personal investigation. Um, I have a lot of issues that I have really started grappling with and trying to become better. But like shit now on top of that, I also have realized I'm not generous Fudge nuggets. All right. Let's get on with the show. So this is a highlight, a listener highlight coming from Nicole at Grounded Wellness. And then she sent me an Instagram. Um, it says, I'm obsessed with your podcast, period. That's all. But seriously, thank you. Um, she said, I just listened to an episode today that spoke to me. Your interview with Dr. Aliyah. I have a chiropractic office focused on holistic family wellness care in Frisco, Texas, and my best friend and I are currently working on opening a collaborative wellness clinic and shop. So it was really great episode to get to hear. Anyway, love your content, personality, and all things she slays. Just wanted to say hi. Um, thank you, Nicole. And that's awesome. Like, I remember Dr. Aaliyah's episode, and I was blown away at the number of employees she has. And just like the logistics of how much she has to manage, um, it kind of made my brain hurt because uh, she had like multiple chiros, multiple PTs, OTs, psychologists. And I was just like, holy. Um, but I will say that that is a limiting belief that I am trying to focus on correcting this year. Even more important than the gratitude thing. Like, pff, screw gratitude, right? Uh, more employees. <laughs> it's a joke. It's a joke. Um I'm starting to get freaked out by the number of employees that we have and the amount of payroll, like the dollar amount that payroll is. And, um, and so obviously that's going to keep me from growing, right? Like if I'm freaked out about going, so we're going to four docs in like a hot second and we have like the number, you know, we have like these goals and we're like, okay. And then we'd probably be looking to hire a fifth doc when we get to that point. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that's so many doctors. Um, and then we're talking about opening another clinic. We're like, okay, well then we would definitely need another doc and probably two support staff for that clinic. And it's like, <gasps> so then we'd have like 16 employees. Like, are you joking? <laughs> no, thank you. Um, but I have to either decide, am I going to get comfortable with that or am I going to grow? And if I'm not going to get comfortable with it, then like, bitch, you just got to stop complaining and be happy with where you are. And I think we all know that's not going to happen. So here I go, getting comfortable with massive amounts of payroll and employees. Today. Okay, you guys, I feel really embarrassed. I don't know how to pronounce Dr. Casey's last name right. It looks like Loey, um, but I'm the worst guest in the world or host in the world. Uh, I remember she told me at one point, but I forgot. So we're going to say it's Dr. Casey Loey. I can't imagine that it's pronounced any other way. It's L-O-E-W-Y. How would you guys pronounce that? Poor Dr. Casey is just like, oh, for God's sake. But I, I'm just going to assume that she has a heart like mine and a last name and is very used to people just butchering it. Oh, the ways that people say Brunswick because it's not phonetic, right? And it's like people be like, Brunclick? And I'm like, good try. Way off. Way off. Um, so I love you, Casey. And thank you for... Thank you for forgiving me. Anyways, Dr. Casey believes a balance of chiropractic exercise and nutrition are critical elements for optimum health and wellness, as well as educating patients on the importance of the mind and body connection. And I think we all resonate with that. Her passion is helping people around the world with her custom coaching mobility and recovery program, as well as seeing patients in the clinic locally in Los Angeles. Um, LA. You've had a rough couple of years, but hopefully she's getting better. She graduated from Southern California University of Health Sciences with her doctorate of chiropractic in 2013 and holds a BS in chemistry from Binghamton University. 
Dr. Casey is a member of the California Chiropractic Association, American Chiropractic Association, and Foundation for Chiropractic Progress. Um, and the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress is, I need to join them. Shit, I keep forgetting. Um, I have had multiple guests on this year already that, like Sherry McAllister and Christy Hudson, um, talking about the Foundation for Chiropractic Progress. And it's incredible, um, and we should all be supporting it. But she's been certified in Graston, kinesiology, taping, and apex functional medicine. So she is on talking about um, kind of like as chiropractors, how we do a crap job of taking care of ourselves and how we can recover, how we can take care of our bodies because this job is so darn physical for most of us, except for you tonal people who I'm super jealous of. Go back and listen to Brenna. Uh, Dr. Brenna talk about tonal. I almost butchered Brenna's last name too. I forgot hers, but Hybe Higby. Don't remember. So see, Dr. Casey, I mess up everybody's last name, not just yours, but Dr. Brenna talking about tonal is also a great episode. But first, before we go into that conversation with Dr. Casey, you, you know what time it is. Let's pray. Take a breath. Relax your jaw. Dear God, thank you so much for your generosity that it is not on an optional list of whether you're going to be generous that day, um, that it is always and dependable and you are so generous with your love for all of humans broken, so freaking broken and making mistakes so constantly. Help us as as individuals to just, just have an essence, just, just the tiniest essence, the desire to be that for all of humanity because the amount of anxiety and depression and hurt that is happening right now in the world, it just is so, it feels so out of our control that we can do anything for it. And what you ask of us is to just be here where we are not other places in the world where things are happening, not other places in the country, but be here with the people around you and love, love them. That's, that's how we can do it. In your name we pray. Amen. Without further ado, here is my conversation with Dr. Casey. Enjoy. Yeah, I really don't know any other non-cheesy way to like start an episode besides like, welcome to the show, Dr. Casey. <laughs> Thanks for having me. This is episode like a hundred and something. And I'm still like trying to figure out a non cheesy way to like, be like, uh, and then like some episodes I try and like, not make it like super formal. But then when Kirby's editing, he's like, you kind of just started. I'm like, I know I was trying out a new thing. And Kirby's like, I don't, I didn't know when it just kind of awkward. I'm like, I'm awkward. People get it. <laughs> well, once you get past like a hundred, it just it all blends together. <laughs> right. It's either you listen, you're either here for the awkwardness or you've moved on a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So we are talking about like rehab, mobility, preventing injury today, because as chiropractors, we are super, I mean, even like, I know I had somebody on talking about tonal technique a few months ago. And like, that seems a lot less injury prone. Um, but a lot of people, you know, don't do tonal and it's just a really physical job. Um, so I am excited to have you on. You are 18 weeks pregnant. So that with your first kid, yay, congrats. Um, so like, tell me about kind of how, you know, where did you go to school? Did you always know that you wanted to be a chiropractor that focused on this or did you stumble into it? But Fill me up to date. Yeah. Well, actually, I didn't realize I wanted to be a chiropractor till later on, like my senior year of college. Um, I started, wanted to be. At first, I wanted to be a chemistry teacher and then become a principal. Oh, <laughs> and so my a big switch. Yeah. My undergrad was in chemistry. But while in college, I was like, realized, no, I want to be more in health and wellness and like hands on. I love you know, that healthy lifestyle. I've been doing that like all my life since going to a chiropractor, um, being active sports. Um, so I became a personal trainer in college and that kind of led me more into the health and wellness side. I thought I wanted to actually be an OBGYN first. 
And then I switched. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wanted to like be that, like I, I wanted to help people come into the world and it feels like a, the most hands-on of the, like some of the fun MD stuff. Totally. It's not fun though. Not fun. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I interned at a maternity ward for like six months and I really did love it, but I just ended up changing my mind, like in the end, because of personal training and working with kids and athletes. And I don't know, I just fell more in love with that. And so that's what kind of led me to chiropractic. I didn't really know yet if I wanted to do more nutrition or rehab, but I've kind of like mixed the two. So that's kind of, and you always learn, like when you're in chiropractic school, you like learn all the techniques you learn. There's so many different specialties and that's kind of what helps you, helps guide you into what you yeah. want to Chiropractic do. school. Like I understand why, cause when did you graduate? 2013. Okay. Um, I feel, and I'm 2000, when did I graduate? 2010. So we're similar. How long did it take you to really find your rhythm of like, yes, this is the practice that is unique to me and what I want? Um, well, I mean, more so in practice, like yeah. towards the end of school, you shadow a lot of people and you kind of see like what you take, what you like and what you don't like. And, but not until you're really in it, do you like find what you like, how do you want to adjust and maybe need to change how you adjust or how you talk to people or what you want to include as far as like educating them and nutrition and all of that stuff and rehab and who is going to do well with, you know, doing their homework exercises and not. So you kind of formulate that like while you're in practice, I feel like. Yeah. Especially since like, if you are someone who is like, I really want to incorporate rehab and nutrition in to chiropractic. I picture there being this like, well, how long do I spend with an, with a patient? Because in the beginning you have all this time. And so you're like, is ideally 15 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour, like, you know, so I can picture it taking a few years where you're really trying to find that like, okay, this is how much time I want to spend talking about nutrition. And in the beginning, you might've done a whole bunch of different things. Like, yeah, it took me probably four or five years to really find like, this is, this is how I want my practice to run. Yeah, <clears throat> totally. I think I tried, um, I worked in an integrated office my first year. So I kind of got to see all the different aspects and it was kind of too much, almost overwhelming to the patient to be, go here for your adjustment then go to Pilates for your rehab and then go to massage therapist for your massage. And then, then go do nutrition and do a whole functional medicine workup. And so they're not going to say yes to everything. So you kind of have to pick and choose your battles, but also see where they feel comfortable talking about things. And maybe it's just start with like supplementation and maybe it's just starting to talk about do these exercises or stretches. You don't want to overwhelm the person because then they're probably not going to follow through on everything. Right. Yeah. So that's where you started, which sounds like a cool office, but I could totally see from a patient perspective, just like, um, and then when did you open, you own your own or so I'm working in a clinic of a big company where it's four clinics mm -hmm. that we opened up, but I opened up along with them. So, uh, six months after he opened up the second office. So he hired me to run that office. So I run that office for the past eight years. And in that time we helped, I helped him open up a third and a fourth office and partners in the fourth office. Um, and then I started the past few years doing online work as well because of the pandemic and just lots of people were reaching out to me on Instagram, which I'm sure you get to like asking questions. And so I kind of opened that up to, why don't I give more? So I've been helping did, people all over. It's kind of yeah. Terrible. That is that is really cool. How did with the like the pandemic? How what does an appointment a virtual appointment look like? So like brand new patient, like you can't you can't touch them, right? So it's totally different. It's more yeah. like a coaching mobility and recovery program. I do like push for them to see someone locally. It was just in the beginning for that time, certain people in certain areas didn't have access because some people did close. So they weren't able to get access to certain chiropractors and massage or acupuncture therapy. So I was kind of giving them a lot of education on how they can move their body. And I was able to see like their range of motion, obviously not touch them, but um, 
I waited more till they were in the like later stages, not so acute. Mm -hmm. I would, if they were acute, I would recommend because I would do a consult first and make sure it was a good fit. And then I would recommend them to probably see someone in person first and then reach back out to me. Okay. Um, you, in our talking, like prior to this and even already in the episode, like you say mobility and rehab. And I feel like a big old dummy because I'm a chiropractor, but like, what do you mean when you're talking about like mobility? No, <laughs> like, totally. I don't want to ask that in a smarter I know. way where I'm like, I think it's like a new word that people keep using a lot lately. Yeah. Like mobility. It's all on Instagram, like hip mobility, shoulder mobility. Yeah. Everyone I'm loves like, it. We just, like, we're just, is this the new stretching? Is that what that is? What is it? It's basically like a dynamic movement. Okay. So it's like the way your body moves freely, like joint mobility versus a lot of people are get, get it confused with flexibility, which is just like the connective tissue, like stretching of your muscles versus like being able to move freely in your body. Okay. Say more. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so like, for example, like being able to not overthink your daily activities, like reaching for a cup of like something from the cupboard and like, or picking something off the floor, like that kind of stuff, not overthinking that having good mobility helps with that versus flexibility is just how far can you touch your toes? Okay. So this is like, I see, um, like sometimes I've started giving patients just like, uh, windshield wipers for their legs, mm -hmm. right? That this is, that's a mobility exercise. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. My brain is wrapping my around it. That's, that's what I think. Cause it's like, okay, we've got flexibility. So how do you, how did you start to realize, cause you've been in practice a while, like, yeah. were you always focused on mobility or was it kind of like an adjustment and like rehab? When did mobility become so important? I think, like I said, like we talked about how mobility is like a term I feel like we're using more. Mm -hmm. I do feel like I was doing some of those moves a lot, like showing them after I would show them maybe two or three things do these this week. It was more so I would go over it with them and have them do it a couple times. Um, and then just when they would come in, you know, the, in a couple days or at the end of the week, make sure they're doing it. But I realized also in that time, they would probably forget. I used to have papers, but you know, that doesn't really help. They will like throw the paper out or lose it. Yes. So that's where I started creating videos on Instagram and YouTube. So people, I can give them that video to take home or email them. So they have access to something to refresh their memory because people always forget. So I love that. Um, we started doing that. So we are definitely not a big like rehab type clinic. Um, I joke about like, if somebody's like, can you look at my shoulder? I'm like, oh, <laughs> um, so out of pure laziness, really, we came about this. We came to the same end thing, but completely different. You love it. You want to like help your patients. I'm like, just let me adjust your spine and leave me alone. Um, so we started, yeah, making like, basically we don't, we didn't post them, which we could, um, but we may, used either TikTok or Instagram to like edit and put words on. Cause like, they're just nice, easy editing apps and then save it. And then what's really nice in our scenario is like, I don't have to repeat myself. Like, so if I have someone who's like, yeah, I, you know, need this, this knee issue or whatever. And I'll say like, oh, here, I have some stretches. I'll have the front desk text you the link. And yeah. that's nice because it doesn't take extra time. They get it texted to them. So it's just like right there on their phone. Um, and and they can like, they don't have to remember and I don't have to like print pictures and like figure out because it's video, which is nice because you're showing movement, which mm -hmm. didn't really translate in pictures before. How do you no, get no. patients compliant though? Like how do you, is there something you do to actually get them? Well, I don't know. I guess in LA people are more active compared, not everyone. I do have a lot of patients that they're like, no, I don't exercise or no, I definitely didn't do those stretches or I did them a couple of times. I mean, we can only try our best as far as like giving them all the avail availability of the videos and just like giving them accountability with reminding them and just showing them support that look, when you did them, you were feeling so much better look. too. Or when you were coming in this many times a week, you were feeling so much better. You know, you're not ready to do this many times a week yet kind of thing. So it's the same kind of scenario as far as 
like your rehab frequency as far as coming into the office. And then the same thing is when you're doing everything on your own. Like I had someone say, uh, I, it was the holidays. I didn't really get any sort of exercise or activity because I was traveling and here and there and, you know, didn't even try to do. People don't know that you can take five or 10 minutes out of your day to just do some sort of movement and they just don't. So then, you know, they fall into that almost prone to an injury again. And like, why do I feel this way? So just kind of circling back and reminding them. Yeah. And like, I feel like I can empathize so much with my patients because I am lazy as F. Um, And what I've started doing is like, I, I don't even recommend patients do yoga anymore. Instead, I'm like, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go to YouTube and type in 10 minute hip opening yoga. Like I've just started because like, I feel like when you use these big words, like yoga, people think, well, I don't even have a yoga mat. And I'm like, you need a yoga mat. They're like, well, what am I supposed to wear? I'm like, wear clothes, <laughs> like wear clothes. And then they think they need to do like 30 to 45 minutes. And so, yeah, just getting them to realize that five to 10 minutes, like, um, yeah, it's all is- about starting somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not, I always say you, when you're working on mobility or stretching, it's not about doing yoga once a week. It's about doing maybe five moves from yoga for 10 minutes a day. Yes. Yeah. See, but that was just my lazy way again of like not actually showing them the rehab, but telling them like, <laughs> go on YouTube. Here's what you're going to type. In. Um, okay. So along the lines of me being my own worst patients, I feel like a lot of chiropractors are, even though even ones that like are good about rehab for their patients are really terrible for themselves. Have you always had really good boundaries around allowing your body proper mobility, rehab, recovery? Um, not always. We're not perfect. Yeah, because you get um, old. It's funny because you get old and then you're like, oh, now I'll be good about it. <laughs> yeah. Well, like when you're working on people all day, every, you know, five, six days a week, it does end up taking a toll. Like recovery or mobility means, you know, taking a rest day, but rest day doesn't necessarily mean don't do anything. It means maybe don't adjust anyone that day, you know, work on, go take a walk, do some sort of other movement. Um, Cause we're always pushing our bodies so much. And that could mean also, you know, drink enough water throughout the day. Um, maybe take a break in between, sit down for one second. Uh, I am in the habit sometimes where you just like, you keep going and you forget oh my God, I need to go take a drink of water because patients keep just coming and coming. You're like, okay, next one. Okay. Next one. Yeah. And you I can wait for a minute just... <laughs> for you to drink a glass of water. I have delegated so many things in my life. So I bought this giant water bottle. Um, it has your entire day's water intake mm. in it. Um, and I'm not even trusted to fill the thing up. It has been delegated to my front desk. And so we have like open adjusting. So we have four tables, um, all right by each other. And then there's like this area where I put my central oils, my otoscope, you know, my stuff and she just plops it there. And so I have to be like, Oh, water. Like I'm just like, it's right there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you have like a, have you developed a pre adjusting or post adjusting mobility? See, I used the, the new word. Um, ex- now that I wanted to throw in exercises, mobility routine. Yeah. Mo- moves, drills, whatever. It's all yeah. the same corrective yeah. exercises. <laughs> it's all the same thing. I just think it's like the cool term to use now. Yeah. So have you, like, do you have kind of this routine that you go through to warm up your body or to rehab your body just from like day-to-day adjusting? You know, it's a good idea. I haven't done, made anything specifically. It's kind of like always different every day, depending on how I feel. But I usually always like, if I'm in the office, I'll take a long walk in the middle of the day, just to kind of decompress or get away and like move my body differently versus constantly in those like hinge positions, adjusting, sitting, getting up movements. Um, but definitely, or, and sometimes in the middle of the day, I will do some sort of mobility, whether it's just, you know, working on doing neck circles or a lot of hip openers, 
because we're constantly in this bent over position Mm -hmm. a lot. So just counteracting those movements. I always try to do something that's going to counteract what we've been doing all day. Um, I do exercise for about four times a week. So I'm always including some sort of like really good warm up to that stretching or foam rolling after. Some people think like you have to do foam rolling every single day. And that's not true. It's all about like moderation, but consistency, you know, four to four to five times a week, maybe 30 seconds in each area. I've had people who overdo it and come in injured from over, you know, stimulating the area with, you know, the hyperbolt or the foam roller or trigger ball. So it's the balance of all of it. Some people, uh, I had a patient ask me, do you ever get injured? Like you, you just seem like, cause when you um, educate people on all these things and then you look healthy, they think that you're so perfect and that nothing ever happens to you, but so not true. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you just don't show it. <laughs> right. Right. We just, my, my uh, bills depend on me saying, no, I'm great. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you did like hurt your hip flexor a couple of years ago, right? Last year in the beginning of 2021, I, my hip flexor just totally locked up on me. And I did not listen to my body. It happened maybe a couple times before, but it went away. I was like the horrible patient where you're like, oh, it went away. So it's not going to And all of a sudden it did not go away. I'm like, oh crap, something's wrong. And I couldn't you straighten just my leg. Question. Yeah. Okay. So you felt it in your leg? The, yeah. The so like, okay. sorry, yeah. So I, um, not to make this about me, but I do this all the time on the podcast. Um, in 2019, I started weightlifting. Um, and I pretty much through like a year and a half of getting muscle spasms in my low back, realized that like, it's a hip flexor issue that, um, I have to like baby and take care of, but like, yeah, that's how I got hip flexor issues was like my low back spasms. And I just never let it recover. Just as soon as it was gone, it'd be like, okay, great. Back to normal adjusting. And then like ended up in the ER getting muscle relaxers and still just trying to figure out stuff. So, but like you, okay. So you, your hip locked up. Did you keep adjusting or did you cancel patients that day? Um, Well, I, I, I just, I don't know why. I guess I care so much that I'll just be in pain and I worked. So I, my thing was, okay, I won't exercise. I'll just rest after work. But I did have my colleagues, like they came in in the morning before I saw patients and would work on me. I think for the first week I was getting treated twice a day. That's how bad it was. Um, And then finally, like we just did, we did some different kind of therapies because like sometimes over adjusting twice a day or like stimulating Mm -hmm. the area can also keeps going back out, comes unstable. So instead we did some, decompression we have at our office, um, laser, just it's a little bit more passive stuff. So then we can go back to adjusting and that helped a lot and taping. Um, but it almost took about two months. I couldn't even like squat or deadlift the, my favorite exercises (laughs) and it was so hard. And so I can like definitely sympathize with my patients. Like I've been through it I know it's hard to take that time off from the things that you love to do, but there was other, there's other ways to move. It's not saying you can't do anything at all. It's just take a break from these things so you can get back into them safely. And in the long run, it'll save you. So you're not having constant flare-ups. So this is going to be a really, yeah, this is going to be a really difficult question. So I apologize. Um, But like with so many chiropractors, we injure like wrists and shoulders. And we're kind of in the same boat, like obviously hip flexor because of it, it's huge. So like, I can only imagine how painful it was to adjust through that. Um, But it doesn't seem quite as like, what happens if a chiropractor hurts their rotator cuff? Like, because rotator cuffs can take forever to heal. And so like, what I know, I know a lot of chiros that have injured their wrist or rotator cuff and like they're doing one arm stuff and they're kind of like maybe doing activator for a little bit or they're changing it a little bit. Mm -hmm. It wasn't so much like this one big traumatic event for me. I think it was just like a gradual thing over time. And we realized maybe the way I was adjusting people, I kept 
hiking my body over instead of bringing people closer to me because I'm so tiny. I'm five feet. And I wasn't like always using that to my advantage. And I don't know why. It's just, you know, once you have like create a habit, you don't think about mm-hmm. it too much. You don't realize you're doing it. And so when I realized that I wasn't put, putting my feet on the ground and my table is super low, I was like, wait, why aren't I using this? <laughs> Yeah. So using like, well, and that's the thing is I feel like we get away with stuff until you don't. And then you kind of are forced to have like, you know, like I will, my wrist will sometimes be tender. And then my, my, you know, I have to like switch like my, how I'm adjusting, but usually how I switch adjusting is a much more ergonomic way where it's kind of like, well, yeah, you were hyperextending your wrist. 50 times a day to do like an HVLA adjustment. Like, mm, okay, that's not, wasn't. And so a lot of times like that poor ergonomics really does get called out eventually in like that. And then you're like, oh, okay, well maybe I'll do it this way. So like how long is, cause you talk about like, what is, what does recovery mean um, for ourselves, for our patients? Like what do you, what do you mean by like, what does recovery mean? Cause in my mind, I'm like, recovery is the absence of pain. And I hear it. I know that's bad. That's bad because like, I'm not that type of chiropractor, but yet when it comes to like shoulder injuries, I'm like, it doesn't hurt. It's recovered. Mm-hmm. I guess I look at recovery in many different forms and it means something different for everyone. So recovery for me could mean like, I need to do more mobility um, after work and like work on opening up my hips or I need to maybe take a deload week from lifting where I'm not going super heavy or I'm not drinking enough water or I need to take some like branch chain amino acids for, for example, for someone who's, you know, doing a lot of exercise or activity. Um, Maybe it means you can't work out seven days a week lifting. Maybe you need that six or seventh day to be you know, something light like yoga or walking, that's recovery. It just can mean anything to anyone. And recovery helps, you know, reduce muscle soreness, prevents injury, all that stuff. So you're not in pain. How do you deal with someone? So like when you're talking about like mobility stuff and you're like, you know, like even just like doing neck circles, that doesn't seem big enough. So like, I feel like I personally would just be like, I'm not going to do that. That does, you know, like foam rolling hurts. I can see why like foam rolling, but like, I feel like so often the smaller things, I'm just like, that's not going to do anything. Like, how do you deal with annoying patients like me who have that mentality of like, I want a rehab exercise or a foam roll where I can feel the pain working. Totally. Well, it's also, I think going over the movement with them because everyone does the movement a little bit differently and walking them through and guiding them through that mind body connection of how they're supposed to feel it. Cause most of the time they're probably, you know, for example, like the figure four stretch, they might be like rounding their back to go mm-hmm. to think that they have to go all the way down. But really, if you keep a neutral spine, you're going to feel your piriformis even more. So they're like, oh, wow, I didn't feel it. Didn't know it was supposed to feel like that. Um, so it's just really guiding them through the movement so they can understand where they're supposed to feel it. Like if I'm going over a neck stretcher, neck circles, I talk about going in each range of motion slowly and with purpose and not just like going fast through the movement. Yeah. Is there a way that like, I feel so I have an intern right now and we're a pretty high volume clinic and I feel bad because she's only like five foot. I don't know how tall she is. She's itty bitty too. Um, And I feel like her body you know, she's young, she's strong, she does CrossFit, but like, I feel like her body is just getting used to like the reps. Are there things that like students can do to even prep for? In my experience, it was definitely a lot of practice. I mean, you definitely feel sore the first year. I just, it's going to happen. You're going to feel sore. So you can do all the things, you know, you can work on foam rolling and exercising and movement and just making sure you're getting enough nutrition because it's a whole new way of moving all day. 
like when you were in school, you were maybe half in class and half in the clinic. So it wasn't the same, or you were always shadowing people and not always touching every single person. So totally different. And your body just has to get used to it. It's like a new muscle memory that you're forming. Yeah. So just, it's like, yeah, you're just going to be sore and get used to it. Well, you can do You have the tools to like work through that, you know, with mobility and, and movement and exercise and counteracting what you're doing every day. And eventually, you know, your body does get used to it and you're not going to feel sore every single time. But when you do work on different people, you know, bigger people, smaller people, or you're in a different position, it's something new. So you may feel a little bit sore. It's just like when you do a new exercise routine, you're going to probably feel sore. Yeah. Okay. So then you probably already kind of covered this, but I want to like kind of summarize it. What are some of your top tips for practicing chiropractors to take care of themselves, rehab and recover appropriately, you know, mind and body, like how, what does ideal rest, rehab, recovery, mobility look like for chiropractors? Like well, top tips. well, number one, obviously you get adjusted yourself. Boom. Great. You know what? Holy shit. I'm so glad you remembered to say that. Cause I would have forgotten. You could have said like five amazing things and I had not said adjusted and I'd have been like, yeah, that's a good list. But so many chiropractors don't get adjusted. Yep. It's insane. Like I know a chiropractor that I'm like, not friends with, but like acquaintances with, and um, we'll like run into each other in the coffee shop and I'll be like, hey, you two months ago said you were going to come get adjusted. You never came and got adjusted. Tell me you went somewhere else. And he's like, ah, no, I haven't. I'm like, holy shit. You've That's been- right. You're not practicing what you preach as far as like the importance of taking care of yourself Yeah, and self-care. So may seem obvious, but number one, I love it so far, Casey. Good job. Get adjusted. <laughs> And number two is work on some sort of movement or exercise or activity that you like. Um, So you're counteracting like what you're doing every day, whether it's lifting or running or yoga, you just need to do something for your body as far as exercise and activity, because it helps with your stamina and your endurance in adjusting. I feel like being a bot, like when I did bodybuilding and then um, powerlifting competitions, it helped me so much with my strength, but also like just the endurance and stamina to just keep going all day. So no, that's for sure. Number two, uh, number three is obviously mobility work on. It doesn't have to be a million things, pick three to five things that you do in the morning and at night, as far as like whatever's specific to you that you need to work on, whether it's you have super tight hips or I have a really tight low back or shoulder neck issues work on those every single day because you're going to feel it or it's going to catch up with you. And yeah, your body, your body's talking to you. Where would somebody like, do I just go to the Google and like look up? So like I would say my low back slash hip flexor. So I would just go look up low back mobility exercises. Well, I think it's important that we consult with like another professional too. Just like, it's always good to have a third eye on you. And like, how are you doing the movement? Cause even I've had other people I've worked, I work with trainers and coaches too, that will look at me and how I move because maybe how you think you're moving isn't always right. And that's why I video everything too. Cause I'll notice in a lift if, oh, I was shifting or, oh, that didn't feel right. And you can see like where you're wrong, where you're going wrong and what you can fix versus just kind of freely thinking like, oh, low back, let me do that stretch. But what if it's not the right one for you? Yep. Okay, fine. So actually <laughs> like consult, so like, yeah, realize that you suck as your own patient and doctoring yourself. Okay, fine. That's good advice. Or you can start with three moves and try that for a week. And if you're not seeing improvement, then you have to change it. Right. If you're not progressing or you plateau, then you need to progress or change. Okay. That that's good advice. <laughs> okay. Um, so we have get adjusted. Um, I the second exercise. I yes. Yep. And then specific mobility, kind of like rehab for yourself. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, drink a lot of water <laughs> throughout the day. Yeah. That's part of your recovery. Um, well, and nutrition too like making sure you're getting enough of what you need throughout the day and, and 
because if you're eating a lot of crappy stuff, you're going to feel crappy adjusting everyone. Yeah, absolutely. So a lot more coffee, right? Got it. (laughs) Well, I haven't been drinking any caffeine, so it's really weird. (laughs) Yeah. Were you drinking coffee before your I love coffee. I'll do like a decaf latte sometimes. I'm a little bit more on the conservative side when it comes to my first pregnancy. I think I'm just staying away from a lot of things just, just to see, but I know other people that are like, they have their coffee a day still. Some people even still eat sushi. Um, so it really just depends on what you feel comfortable doing. Right. So you're 18 weeks, your belly has not gotten that big yet. I'm I don't no, know. It's like a tiny little bump. Okay. So what's going to be really interesting is we got to have you on, uh, when you're like 39 weeks pregnant and be like, okay, so how is adjusting and mobility and rehab going with this big old basketball in the way? Yeah. I have been thinking about that. I'm like, how am I going to work on people? And I've talked to other Cairo women, Cairo's who were pregnant and it's, everyone's does something a little bit different. You know, they'll change how they adjust a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, some people, maybe only see like a lot of prenatal and pediatrics. So maybe it's a little bit easier um, to change how they're adjusting. Uh, Some people just see maybe less people throughout the day. So they're not putting their body through so much. So I guess everyone's going to be different. So I don't know yet. I guess I'm going to play. You haven't had to change anything yet. Yeah, no. Um, One of the, I was a big, I'm much more drop piece now than I used to be. Um, I used to be like double side posture on like all patients. And I remember my first pregnancy uh, talking to someone and they said, like, if you're going to side posture, which like, sure, go ahead. You need to make sure that you have someone work on your diaphragm because of like how that twisting motion then puts like torque into the diaphragm, which then affects like an ideal birth. And I was like, that makes sense. So Oh, interesting. So So, yeah. So if you side posture, I don't know. I have no idea if that's even accurate. I just know that somebody told me that like 10 years ago and I was like, sounds good. I'll have somebody work on my diet. There's so many things like changing about like your pelvic floor health and. Oh my God. Pelvic floor. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Have you, do you do a lot of pelvic floor things with your patient? I feel like pelvic floor is the, is also like mobility. Like if we're looking at like, what's like the cool rehab over the last words, buzz topics in the last like few years, pelvic floor is making this like, Oh, totally. I just work on belly breathing with people. They don't know how to breathe through their belly or their diaphragm. They're always breathing like through their shoulders and their chest and just that, you know, sometimes it takes like five minutes just to walk them through that mind body connection. Like how to feel it and where to breathe it. And sometimes I think people overthink because they're like, oh my God, I don't get it. I don't get it. And I said, it's okay. This is something totally new. It's a new muscle memory. Just practice. And next time they come in, they do it. And I'm like, see, that was so easy. You, I think you were just overthinking it. Mm-hmm. And then definitely pelvic floor, like just moving your pelvis, like tilting back and forth. People just don't even move their pelvic area. So they're like, how am I supposed to feel that? And then they start to move their whole body. It's hard to isolate each part of their body. God, people don't know to like tilt their pelvis. Like that is, this is so difficult for me. I feel like sometimes as a chiropractor, we just, Kirby makes fun of me all the time because he'll like, I don't know. He'll ask me a question and I'll be like, duh, it's your forearm. Like just put some ice on your forearm. And he's like, I'm not a doctor. I don't know these things. Yes, <laughs> And I don't say duh to my patients, but like, I wouldn't think to even give that kind of a mobility recommendation to a woman postpartum or whatever for like helping her, her pelvis. I'd be like, it just seems so um, basic, like basic that like my brain would be like, I don't know, like you should be doing this like squat thing. I don't like, you know, belly breathing, even belly breathing. I'm like, okay, but at least that's something that like, I know they don't know how to do intuitively. Yeah. Um, but like just, so yeah, just like figure eights and tilting that is helpful for pelvic floor. I'll be damned. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, final, like final important things that we did not touch on when it comes to this topic? Um, I mean, we hit a lot of really good stuff. We did. 
we did we did a good job. That's a, that's like the basics of mobility and recovery. Um, it's just finding like what's going to work best for you. Everyone's different, and every mobility isn't going to look the same for everyone. If there was a chiropractor who actually wanted to like start learning more, like, did you do McKenzie? Did you, is there like, are there any courses or training programs that you highly recommend like birth fit? Like, you know, so I did a lot through like being a personal trainer and powerlifting, just like all the corrective exercises and all the different warmups I've mostly learned on my own, but I have done some certifications because people have reached out to me to do like a collab with them. So I've really been enjoying stick mobility. They have like a really good educational way oh, of yeah. talking about mobility. I love it. I've seen those videos. Yeah. Um, also uh, rad roller is a really cool mobility tool. So to know how to foam roll and like how to move and like why to work on this area. Um, so they have a lot of good educational videos and certifications. Um, but then there's also just like mobility um, certification, like just how to move your body in each specific plane of motion and joint and joint way. Because um, the, uh, the other thing I didn't touch on was we forget to move our body in all planes and all directions and all angles. And so that's super important too. Awesome. 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 Okay. Tell people where they can find you and follow you. Uh, Dr. Casey Cairo on Instagram. Um, I do have a TikTok. I'm working on it and I do have my YouTube <laughs> all Dr. Casey Cairo. Um, and that's where you'll find all the informational educational stuff. And if you have any specific questions you can always dm me i answer pretty much all the time do you because you said you make uh instagram videos for your patients so is that where like all of those videos are too yep oh that's nice so that's just a really good learning place to go <laughs> just follow what casey tells her patients to do and then <laughs> exactly <she's>, like <laughs> do what she says <laughs> okay well good luck with your pregnancy casey thank I, you Good luck with adjusting. I'm sure it'll go great. Um, and um, yeah, thanks for thanks for spending time with me today. Yeah, thanks for having me. And it was like, super nice to talk to you and meet you. And this person in person. Yes, it's, a, it's a real person. It's, <laughs> the social media world is weird. So yeah. All right, She Slayers. Until next week. Bye. Hey, She Slayers, are you looking to get your team off the phone and streamline your front desk so you can spend more time doing what you love? SCED has exactly what you're looking for. They will automate all your appointment reminders, missed appointment reminders, reactivation campaigns, allow you to have two-way texting with your patients. Plus, they have a very cool app that your patients are going to love. The app alone saves chiropractors tons of time because it gives patients the flexibility to move appointments to a time that works better for them. Don't worry, you won't lose control of your schedule because you'll have access to all the parameters that keep you still in control. Plus, there's overbook protection, so your schedule won't get out of hand. SCED was created by a chiropractor for chiropractors, so you can rest assured that you're getting the absolute best system for your office. Dr. Eric Kowalki is committed to the chiropractic mission, and he works closely with his developers to always be innovative so that we have the best system available. If you're hesitant to switch to SCED because you already use something else, let me tell you, it's worth every penny. Plus, mention that you heard about it on my podcast and they'll give you a discount. Seriously, it is a game changer. Don't wait. <laughs>